wasn't until I went out later that evening and found this big stand, spray painted red on wheels with a seat and a steering wheel parked right outside our garage door. I said, what in the world is that? It was ugly and I was embarrassed to see it sitting in my driveway, you know, for all the neighbors to see. <laughs> Welcome back, I'm Kimberly, and this is the Renewed Mama Podcast, where you can take some time for yourself, slow down, breathe, and check in with your thoughts, the words you are saying, your parenting approach, your communication, and your marriage, so that you can keep going instead of growing weary, so that you keep loving unconditionally and keep living abundantly. Mama, it's time to renew. Strife, conflict, we all have it. It exists in all relationships. It might be a little spat or argument triggered by little things that if not resolved can grow into bigger issues. Strife is the enemy's, Satan's, subtle tool to set a wedge in your marriage, in your family, and in your relationships. It's his tool to get in and break them, steal your joy, steal your unity, and even rob you and your loved ones of life and prosperity. Strife is not worth it. It wastes time, it causes so many issues, and makes things messy. Judgment stinks. I would rather prosper. I wrote this in my journal how many years ago, and it is still true today. Conflict stinks. Strife is not worth it. And today, we are talking about how we can be done with it. In your marriage and in your home, unity is paramount. Oneness, wholeness. Unity is cooperation, cohesion, being solution-oriented, stronger and safer together. There is mutual support and protection. That's the goal in our marriage and in our home. But when we let strife in, it divides or it breaks this unity. So what do you do? When strife comes, when conflict happens, when you just can't see eye to eye with your spouse or you can't persuade that three or 13 year old, <laughs> the first thing to do is don't attack. Watch your words. If you're about to say, I wouldn't have done it that way, stop. What were you thinking? Stop, don't say it. Don't attack with your words. How could you be so blind? I mean, can't you see it's obvious? It's not the right thing to do or the right way to do it. How could you do that to me? Are you asking me because you genuinely care or are you criticizing me? Do you care enough to even help me? You never, you always. That's attacking with our words. Now, I get it, I understand. You are angry, frustrated, hurt, or you're expecting, hopeful that things will change for the better and then nothing does. You just want to shout. 
Even in this moment, do not attack with your words. Your ammunition isn't words. That will not help you win the argument. That will not help you fight for each other. Instead, stop and choose to respond right. I will respond right in this. No matter how angry I feel right now, I will please God with my response. Let's be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. You win when you take all that hurt energy you feel and put it toward resolving the real problem instead of attacking the person. Work toward learning the facts. Do you have all the information? Ask questions to understand, not to point a finger. Don't rush to judgments or accusations, no matter how angry you are. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. Try to understand the other person's heart when addressing an issue with them. Hear them out fully without interrupting. Ask clarifying questions. What is their viewpoint? What are they thinking? What were they thinking? Would you share with me what you were thinking when you did this? Would you share with me, saying it this way disarms them. It means they don't feel like they don't have to defend themselves. Help me to understand how come you did this. Tell me more about how come you and whatever it is. Remember, you are not attacking, you are not fighting against each other, but for each other, for unity, for cohesion, for wholeness. Then paraphrase what they said to check in that you understood what they were saying. Acknowledge their emotions. Your goal is to stay together in unity. Don't divide. Don't backbite. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh word stirs up anger. My husband Andrew loves to get things at auctions. I knew that he was going to an auction last week to pick up a few things he had gotten for a house we are renovating. It wasn't until I went out later that evening and found this big stand spray painted red on wheels with a seat and a steering wheel parked right outside our garage door. I said, what in the world is that? It was ugly and I was embarrassed to see it sitting in my driveway, you know, for all the neighbors to see. <laughs> it also made me mad because I have been on this quest to declutter our house and now there was one more thing for me, of course, to get rid of. <laughs> Angie wasn't home at the time and I had to run an errand, so off we went, but I was stewing inside over this ugly, whatever it was, thing in our driveway that surely we didn't need. Have you ever experienced this? Eventually I stopped myself and said, there's 
got to be a story behind this. I'm sure he's got a reason why he picked this up at the auction. That was believing the best about him, right? <laughs> and I knew I had to silence that inner argument until I could talk to him. He worked late on the house reno and I was already asleep. So I got up the next morning thinking, how could I kindly put my foot down and tell him that that big red ugly thing has to go? I mean, what was he thinking? <laughs> when would be the best time to talk to him about this, to tell him this? Then it dawned on me that what he bought could be turned into a go-kart. I bet you he bought it to turn it into a go-kart for my son. It's got the steering wheel, the seat, the box, you know, if you laid it down instead of it standing upright, it would make a perfect go-kart. He loves deals and he probably thought, I can't pass this up. It's got all the parts we need. <sighs> of course, that softened my heart towards the whole thing, even though I still didn't want that ugly thing in my driveway anymore. <laughs> We ended up having a great conversation over this ugly thing, which he told me was a movable auctioneer stand of all things. The auctioneer can sit on it and drive it around to the different items. We laughed and laughed. And of course, my son was thrilled to have the parts he needed to make a go-kart. <laughs> I did ask them to get that embarrassing thing out of my driveway. So they spent the rest of the morning together outside disassembling this to-be go-kart so that we could get mommy's embarrassment out of her driveway. That's what my son said. <laughs> but this whole thing that happened with this ugly red auctioneer cart has to do with our strife that we're talking about. I could have let that fester and get upset and angry and turn it into this big deal. But thankfully, thankfully renewing my mind, I was able to stop and say, wait a second, I gotta know the whole story here. I'm sure I don't yet. When's the right time to talk to him about this and stop? I'm not gonna stew about this until I hear the whole story. And I can't wait for the day when that ugly auctioneer cart turns into a go-kart. <laughs> if there is one gift that you could give your children today, it would be your words, chosen carefully and spoken well. The words you speak today are like seeds planted in their hearts and minds. These word seeds will sprout and bear fruit in their life as they grow and become adults. Use Speak Life badges, sticker award badges, along with suggested scripts, or words you can say in the situations you encounter with your children. These scripts are designed to help you to speak to your child's individual personality, to break lies they may be believing, and to help them to grow up with a truth-filled mindset. Get them today at speaklifebadges.com. Another thing you can do when strife comes in is to watch your emotions. You know, the enemy spirit of strife is waiting in the kitchen with the dirty dishes piled high in the sink. It's waiting in the rush out the door when you're already late. 
in the late night when you wish the kids were already in bed, when you wish you were in bed already, in the to-do list that never seems to end and you are just exhausted running around trying to do it all. The enemy spirit of strife knows the area where you are quick to give in to strife, quick to be offended, and quick to argument. No, don't let him call him out. Choose to say, I won't waste my time. I won't disobey God in my marriage and in my parenting by giving in to anger, to frustration, and to strife. See, Jesus, through his death on the cross, has made you new, has made me new. If he is your savior, I am redeemed. You are redeemed. Don't go back to your old way of thinking, your old way of handling strife. Check your perspective. Change your lenses. See people for their potential, not according to their past or their current mistakes. Understand that we are all on a journey. We're all growing. We're all learning. Your spouse may not be where you are yet in your growth journey. You may not be where your spouse is in their growth journey. Give grace. You can benefit from their strengths and you can honor them for trying and for growing. Look for the gold in them and speak it out. Approach your conflict and strife as an opportunity for you to both grow. And the Lord's servants must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition. Oh, that's a good verse from 2 Timothy. Be the first to step toward reconciliation. I seek to make things right, to end strife. I am quick to do this, refusing to give in to pride and self-righteousness. Proverbs says the beginning of strife is like letting out water. So I abandon the quarrel before it breaks out. Through presumption, through pride comes nothing but strife. Reconciliation comes from pure love for the other person, not jealousy, suspicion, control, not trying to promote myself over the other in pride or to spread division. I move forward toward reconciliation out of love. If you sense miscommunication, your guard is up, or your spouse is defending himself, there's a cold shoulder, silence, or offense, call it out in an effort toward reconciliation. Say, I could be totally wrong about this, but I'm sensing that you are upset. Did I say something or did I do something to hurt you? Speak directly to the person first in an effort to reconcile as your conflict is between you and them. If they don't listen, then take one or two more with you in an effort of resolving the conflict and to restore the relationship. Look for the right timing to talk. The right time to talk about a conflict or a concern is not when you're heading out the door, 
when you're hangry, you know, hungry and angry at the same time, when your spouse is doing their work and they're focused and into the groove, be sensitive to the right time to talk so that you can hear each other out and honor each other and come to an agreement. The right word spoken at the right time is as beautiful as good apples in a silver bowl. The warning of a wise person is valuable to someone who will listen. It is worth as much as gold earrings or fine jewelry. What are the right words to say? How can I bring this up with my spouse or my children or my coworker in a way that they will receive well and take it to heart? It's not about what you have to say or giving them a piece of your mind. It's about helping the other person to grow and to become better and more mature with deeper character and unity. In your home, in your workplace, when you talk, do not say harmful things. Keep it to the point. Stay away from blaming. Ask, how can I give grace and speak truth in love here? How can I show kindness? How can I stop strife that I feel building up? And, and how can I step into God's goodness, His love, His grace, His forgiveness, and bring truth to this situation? Let all that you do be done in love. Say what they need to hear, words that will help others become stronger. Edify them. I know that you care about me and the children. I am grateful for you. I love you. Let's be on the same page on this. Or you can say, for the sake of our family and unity, let's work on this. Or what do you think that we can do about this? Also watch your nonverbal communication. Use the right tone of voice and the right body language. You can say all the right words, but tell a different story with your tone of voice and your body language. Be quick to forgive. Do not be angry with each other, but forgive each other. If someone does wrong to you, then forgive him. Forgive them in the same way that the Lord has forgiven you. Do love to others. Maybe you're asking the question, well, what about abuse? What about when someone you are in conflict with willfully does not want to change their ways, nor their behavior toward you? What if you've done all of these things and restoration is not possible because of the other person? We are to do all that we can to achieve reconciliation and to resolve conflict in our relationships. We are to forgive and to ask forgiveness because conflict involves two or more people. But we are not asked to or expected to take abuse or to be a doormat. Strife and abuse require both parties to be willing to humble themselves and want to make things better and to behave better. Mama, you are a daughter of the king, a princess of his royal court, and you are to be treated with that kind of love and respect. 
Your husband is also his son and a prince of his royal court and should be respected as such. But sometimes we forget and we live out of our sinful nature. If reconciliation is not happening and abuse is, please confide in someone you trust. Get help and safety. When others seek to resolve a conflict with you, be open, receptive, and willing to make necessary changes in your life if needed. Do not respond in silence or walk away. That gives strife power. Keep a positive outlook. Even hard situations have a positive side to them. You can say, thank you for sharing that with me. That took a lot of courage. I'll think that through. Remember, strife is the enemy's, Satan's tool to set a wedge in your marriage, in your family, and in your relationships. It's his tool to get in and break them, to steal your unity, and even rob you and your loved ones of life and prosperity. Strife is not worth it. It wastes time. It causes so many issues and makes life messy. Stand guard against anything that comes to break your family's unity, your cooperation, your cohesion. Stay together as one because you are stronger and safer together. Stay in a mutual support and protection, standing for each other, not against. Would you let me know how this episode helps you? Record a testimony or a question by sending a voice message using the recording app found on the main page of speaklifebadges.com. I would love to share your testimony and answer your question on the podcast. Don't forget to go to speaklifebadges.com to print off the free five must-haves for your marriage guide. Your marriage needs these five things. Find out what they are by going to speaklifebadges.com, my marriage, and print off those free five must-haves for your marriage guide. Hit the like button and subscribe. If you like this episode, would you leave a review and share it with three friends? This will help more mamas find the podcast so that they can be encouraged and renewed too. Thank you. Lots of love. I'll see you next time. Bye.